This episode of The Winding Stairs is brought to you in part by FreemasonryArt.com. As we go through life, we do well to remember our mortality, to remember the importance of working diligently, to make a change and a difference in ourselves so that we can help and assist the people that surround us. Some people take this to heart and they work as if they will never die. This is The Winding Stairs, episode 24. You have arrived at The Winding Stairs, a program dedicated to Masonic education and the art of self-improvement. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda, a professional artist and master mason, 32nd degree of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite and Freemasonry. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Winding Stairs. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda, and I thank you for taking the time to join me on this journey up The Winding Stairs. Today I want to talk to you about the life story of a brother. A brother who started from very simple beginnings, but worked diligently to live a life that we still talk about today. We talk about his life in many different ways. His name is Walter Schroeder, and he was early on a very enterprising individual, very ambitious, full of energy, full of life, and he was at one time a reporter. Eventually, he was the owner of a newspaper. He was in the insurance business. And eventually, he grew his business so much that he had a chain of different hotels. And it is one of those hotels that I want to talk about today. Especially because even today, almost a hundred years after its construction, it's still creating unforgettable memories for its guests. Like I said, there are some things that have happened that, um, like I said, just can't be explained. Maybe it is Walter, the ghost of the hotel. On today's episode of The Winding Stairs, I want to introduce you to Brother Walter Schroeder, businessman, civic leader, philanthropist, and ghost? When I first learned about Brother Walter's history, I became fascinated with it. I couldn't wait to to share it with you, brothers and, and listeners of The Winding Stairs, because I, I think... It's not just an interesting story, it's an inspiring one as well. And I want to give you a little bit of information of how he got started. Uh, Walter, uh, his parents came as German immigrants and instilled in him a, a very good sense of industry. From very early on, he worked with his father uh, on his third ward meat market and taught him the importance of hard work and diligence. By the age of 14, he 
he got a first his first job outside of his father's uh, tutelage, and this was working for uh, the Milwaukee Register of Deeds, where he was earning less than four dollars, not an hour, not f less than four hours a day. I mean, four dollars a day, less than four dollars a week. Just to put things in perspective, um, of course, the the rate of exchange is very different. But you see uh, how it was an entry-level type of work. But he took it as an opportunity to learn from the ground up things that would end up helping him later on. This is where he began to become accustomed to learning about mortgages, deeds and things of that nature which certainly helped them later on in life as he um, enterprised in other industries that were uh, related the other notable job that he had shortly thereafter which contributed to his learning and growing experience was that of a reporter he first began working for a local newspaper called the daily reporter and this one was related to the deeds and real estate papers because they they that was part of the the business to publish these these papers uh so it get, he had an opportunity to employ the things that he had learned in his previous job into this new one after 2 years of working there he kept on learning and learning and he felt that he could do perhaps a better job than the current owners of the newspaper so he actually offered to buy the owners out of the Daily Reporter. What do you think happened to him? Well, he got fired, of course. But as a testament to, to his determination and his tenacity, eventually, not too, not too many years later, he actually ended up buying them. He started first, after he was fired, he started his own newspaper and pretty much went out in an endeavor to show I can do this eventually he ended up having most of the customers that used to be uh, part of the daily reporter inevitably he ended up buying the daily reporter and combined it with his own newspaper and grew to be one of the biggest newspapers in the area at the age of 21 he once again reunited with his father and worked in a company that dealt with real estate and insurance. Eventually, together, they were able to bring that company to be the biggest insurance company in the state of Wisconsin. This is where he amassed his fortunes, where he began in, in that endeavor to, to build something larger than himself being involved in the real estate business and insurance he came across an opportunity to be involved in the refinancing of an eight hundred thousand dollar bond issued for a wisconsin hotel he be, he quickly noticed that the reason they had to refinance was that they were not very good managers and just like he had done with the newspaper he thought i think i can do this and i can do it better so he was convinced of that, and he that's what set off his new career in life, and that was of being a hotelier. 
purchasing uh, and building, managing different hotels. One of the hotels that he constructed, he was so fond of it that he called it the Rhett Law Hotel. What does Rhett Law mean? Rhett Law is Walter backwards. The young lady that you that you heard earlier in the program, her name is Stephanie, and she currently works at that hotel. Where if you do a simple search on Google and try to find more information about the hotel, even if you go to the travel site, you'll see that peppered in with the reports or the reviews from guests that have stayed there, many, many monthly accounts of people having mysterious encounters in the hotel. They document hearing noises, experiencing strange things. Many come to the hotel for that reason because they know that there's a mystery within there. The employees of the hotel, as well as the local folklore, say that it is actually Walter who has come back and spent some time in mischief walking around the hotel, which today is a Ramada Plaza Hotel. So I decided to give the hotel a call. Good morning. Thank you for calling Historic Rat Law Plaza. This is Stephanie Hokkaido. After introducing myself and explaining to Stephanie the reason of my call, she immediately identified and she acknowledged what it was. She happened to be working there for seven years now, and although she has not have she has not had any personal experiences with Walter. It is numerous the amount of times that people have reported something happening. Um, honestly, it's it's a ninety year old building, so it's going to have its um, you know little things happening. But I've been working here uh, for seven years, and I haven't had a single thing happen to me. Um, I've been here in the dead of the night, any time of day, nothing's really happened. But I mean, there are some instances where I mean that. Things happen where nothing, or nothing can explain it, but a lot of the things that you like read on TripAdvisor, there's explanations for it. I proceeded to ask her if she suspected that the reason that many of these people are reporting uh, strange things in their visit is because they are predisposed to experience something. Perhaps they went to a travel site, read the reviews, and went in expecting something to happen. Oh, definitely. Because they hear one little thing and they automatically, you know, assume that it's something haunted. But, um, definitely. <laughs> like I said, there are some things that have happened that, um, like I said, just can't be explained. Maybe it is Walter, the ghost of the hotel. Here, something interesting happened. She referred to the ghost in the hotel, or the ghost of the hotel, as Walter. And in the way in which she said it, it was almost endearing. But what's funny about it is that I never told her any name. She didn't know that I was calling about Brother Walter Schroeder. It confirmed the fact that people have been attributing the, this, these feelings or these encounters or these coincidences to Walter. Feeding off on what I felt uh, 
from her with her answer and that unexpected mention of his first name, I asked her, how have these experiences been relayed to you by the guest? Do they describe it as something that was very scary or evil or was it something more lighthearted or uncertain? Well, like, I mean, he's friendly. I mean, there's nothing that has been bad that has ever happened. Um, like you said, it's just mischievous things, you know, just playing pranks or something like that. <laughs> Obviously, before calling the hotel, I did my research and I personally don't know what websites are reputable in the realm of the paranormal. So I just looked around and tried to find a consensus, try to find what are the the common threads that I could find of this story. And one number was very, very consistent. And it was the number 717. According to many websites that I found, and many accounts from people that have posted their experiences on various travel sites, the room 717 was particularly interesting. Yeah, some of the accounts said that in the middle of the night, whether people were inside of that room or in the vicinity, they would hear thumps or bumps in the middle of the night. They hear screams coming from the from that room. But there's this one account that people were hearing desperate screams coming from room 717 and they could hear someone begging at the door as if trying to escape from the room of course people became alarmed and tried to contact the the people uh, or the front desk to come and help and when they eventually opened up the room it was there was nothing inside Apparently, the people expected there to be marks on the door uh, based on how strong the bumps that they felt. Is there truth to those accounts? Of course, I, I can't tell you one way or another. Uh, but this is what Stephanie had to say about it. <laughs> that is probably the most requested room that we have. <laughs> Um, honestly, I, you know, people, like I said, request 717, but a lot more things happen just on the seventh floor in general. Um, there's really not a specific room. Um, I know 717, that's the one that, you know, if you go online, it says that Walter was murdered or something like that. Walter did not die at the hotel. <laughs> we'll just put that out there. The facts are that Walter did not die in the hotel, but it does make for a spooky story to think that he did. He, he died on July 18th of 1967 of natural causes. And yes, we have focused on the supernatural fun aspect of this story, but in, in summary, he was a man who worked diligently he was involved in the craft very very prominently and he left a legacy among the his masonic affiliation that i was able to confirm 
I was able to confirm that he was a 32nd degree, uh, at least, of the Scottish Rite and Masonry. He was a member of Kilburn Council Number no. 9 in Milwaukee. He was also a member of the Tripoli sh uh, Shrine in Milwaukee. And he was a member of Bethany Chapter Number no. 105 of the Order of the Eastern Star. This shows that he was active uh, or participated significantly on, on the craft. As a matter of fact, after he, he passed away, he, he had established a foundation uh, through which he left a sum that is estimated in 20 plus million dollars. Some of it has gone to, to fund the construction uh, or the development of very worthy projects. Among them, one of them is the Milwaukee School of Engineering's Walter Schroeder Library. This one was established in March of 1978. That's 100 years, uh, almost exactly 100 years after his birth. And the importance of this event was such that in attendance on the dedication on the 23rd of April of 1980, President Gerald Ford, who happens to be a brother as well. During his lifetime, Walter contributed frequently and substantially to benefit young people. He wanted to help organizations that actually help the young people develop. And even after his death, one of the donations that his foundation made in on his behalf was to the construction of an Olympic Aquatic Center. And this eventually became the Walter Schroeder Aquatic Center. Now, the impressive thing about this is that when this donation was made back in 1977, the donation was for an incredible amount at the time of $4 million. This was the largest single donation given anywhere around the world to a YMCA. And this aquatic center was was built thanks to that generous donation from the Walter Schroeder Foundation. Finally, I want to mention another great building that I wish to one day visit, and it is the Humphrey Scottish Rite Masonic Center. This is in also in the Fond du Lac area of Wisconsin. There you can find the Walter Schroeder Lounge. The interesting thing about this, adding to the story that I shared with you earlier, people within the Scottish Rite Masonic Center and the Walter Schroeder Aquatic Center report of paranormal or supernatural activity. And they attribute it also, as fondly as we heard Stephanie refer to, to Walter. Well, there you have it. A story of a brother that perhaps you have never heard about, but it is one that is definitely worth listening to. Granted, it came with a very entertaining and fun aspect of, of his legacy, but the, the thing that I want to, to emphasize is the fact that this brother actually worked diligently, that he was industrious 
and the symbolism of the beehive comes to mind in in which he labored very much in order for him to be able to contribute to the relief of other people while he was alive and fortunately enough it was substantial enough to continue to help people even decades after his passing and yes the day will come when we will have to lay down our working tools and cease labor but hopefully we do so with the the great pride of knowing that while we were alive we made a difference in our life and in the life of the people that were in contact with us uh, before i say goodbye i want to give a few thank yous uh, first of all i wanted to thank brother dave bolton for his generous donation to the winding stairs uh, one way brothers in which you can help uh, continue this this program and if as you've noticed i've been able to do more frequent recordings and share things with you a little bit more frequently and this isn't due to the support of the the brothers uh, one of the ways in which you can do it by going to thewindingstairs.com there's a support the show tab on the on the menu and you can give uh, a single donation if you so feel to to help keep the keep the lights on and and allow this program to continue to go strong I have many projects ahead of me right now the only thing that is limiting me from it is the equipment that I'm using um, I've reached the point where I can't do some of the projects that I need to do unless I actually break through the barrier of uh, technology and I'm almost there so you will see a you will see some projects coming aboard that are gonna be very special but I need to take care of upgrading some of the equipment that is actually impeding me from moving forward. So your donation, Brother Dave, helps me into breaking through and making this happen. Also, I wanted to thank Worshipful Brother Felipe Giraldo uh, from uh, Hollywood Lodge in Tampa, Florida. Thank you very much for everything, Brother, uh, especially your hospitality. Uh, I witnessed a fantastic Master Mason degree. Uh, down when I travel with my good brother Victor and thank you Victor for accompanying that trip and also I wanted to thank Stephanie and Natalie from the Red Law Hotel for their contribution to this uh, to this project today about brother Walter Schroeder and finally thank you brother Tony Perfetti for for contributing to the project that I'm working on for the book uh, Brother Preferti actually submitted some stories that for consideration for the the upcoming book that I have. And if you want to find out as soon as I am further along in that project, make sure to sign up for the email. Go to thewindingstairs.com forward slash free book. And you can download the free uh, Masonic Light Resource Report and also sign up for my emails. That's how we'll be communicating about the the progress of this project. Uh, I have been involved in some discussions online and I encourage you to do so. If you're on Facebook, look for the Winding Stairs Freemasonry Group. The We have discussing have been discussing some really interesting things there and brothers are participating and I thank everybody who has contributed to that. So if you want to find out what the most popular answer was when I asked which appended body should a newly raised brother 
first sign up for? I asked that question and the answer might surprise you. To find out about it, go to The Winding Stairs. Uh, the, Winding Stairs uh, the Winding Stairs. To find out the answer, go to The Winding Stairs Freemasonry Group. That's one of the uh, groups in Facebook and you'll see the answer there. Finally, the holiday season is upon us. Elections are also in some jurisdictions. And as you know, I create some handcrafted Masonic aprons. These brothers are done by hand. They're hand painted. They take time. If you have been thinking of ordering one for a past master or one for yourself, please place your orders uh, as soon as you can so that I have enough time to deliver these by the holiday season. So if you want to see the different models that I have created or if you have ideas for me, go to freemasonryart.com and look at the, the ones that are available there. Freemasonryart.com, as, as you know, is the store through which I sell my Masonic art and Masonic aprons. And also that is another way in which you can help solidify the stability of this program. So thank you so much for everything you've done. And thank you for supporting the show by going to freemasonryart.com. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this program and you have uh, derived some benefit from it. If so, let me know by leaving a comment or a review on iTunes. Go to thewindingstairs.com forward slash iTunes or send me an email. You can reach me at Juan Sepulveda at thewindingstairs.com. Thank you again for listening, and I hope that you join me again next time as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. Hey, you still there? Thank you for listening. I'm sorry if I scared you. This is just a little experiment to see how many people just stay listening all the way to the end. If you heard this little cryptic message, tweet me at windingstairs33 and let me know that you heard it. Sorry if it scared you. <laughs>